Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Episode 106 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Joseph Crush. Another day, another dollar. Here with the boys, the professional, NJ3 on the beach. What is going on, buddy? Hey, man, listen, just because the weather says what the weather is in New York, my mentally 75 and sunny with the water behind me. Oh, always. Always. <laughs> and the beautiful palm tree, as we always say. Uh, Nikki Noodles on the track. What's going on, bud? You working gentlemen, out? Get, gentlemen, gentlemen. Trying to. Trying to. I, I got I to get on that beach like Jersey. <laughs> got to get that summer bod. Got to get that summer bod. Got to work right. hard, my friend. I'll come overnight. Work real <laughs> hard, son. And as always, the uh, Iron Man of the Wrestling Journal Podcast, Bad News, Tom Canale. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, boys? It's going good. It's going real good. Um, guys, you had an eventful week. Two of you here went enjoyed uh, Dynamite, which we'll get into. I want to make that a nice little part of the episode here. We'll probably start off hot with AEW. Uh, before we do that, social medias, WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Made a nice little uh, presentation on YouTube this week, kind of unannounced. We kind of just like winged it together, but uh, I was uh, happily joined by Eric James from the uh, CEO of Paper Champion, which we'll get into, and uh, Gurge Brooms from the uh, from the Top Row Podcast, and we did like a little live stream for WrestleMania Backlash, which I thought was pretty fun. Just testing the waters, seeing what we could do for the future, but I think it's something that we can do going forward. And uh, if you listened and you joined for whatever reason, um, I appreciate it, and I hope you hope you enjoyed our little banter for the two hours and forty five minutes that the show was going on. So. Uh, Look out for the future um, of that, like YouTube live streams. It was it was kind of fun. I think I have the uh, the program down where I could actually stream it out from YouTube or Facebook or on Twitter as well at the same time. So I think it's pretty cool because it's kind of like the option in case you don't want to go on YouTube. So that was fun. And uh, shout out to the boys that uh, came on and joined me with that. Um, also, we may it was brought up. This is kind of like uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, but it was brought up. I texted you guys after doing the live stream, potentially maybe live streaming the podcast in the future as well. So uh, we might go live, see the see the faces of the wrestling journal. Maybe not every episode, but once in a while. Noodles, I know. Um, unfortunately, with the face for radio that you have, it's it's like you get kind of nervous. Like you want to go through an extensive amount of makeup. So we'll give you the heads up before we do it. It's, it's a little terrifying. I must admit. <laughs> but uh we'll we'll keep you guys posted uh for uh some live streams we have coming up going forward you get to kind of see us you know 
put a face to the put a face to the voice. So uh, that's that. Um, Andrew Theory, he had a, he had a long night. He had a rough morning. You, you have another job. You have four. How many jobs? Do you have? I don't even want to count. But uh, uh, I don't know how to relax. Yeah, you know, you're you're a hardworking man. We appreciate. Nobody you. receives more checks than that man right there. Nobody. Got to got to got to live the lifestyle, man. It's checks. not just the, it's not just a gimmick. Checks and envelopes. That's right. Head, head uh, Snapping next and cashing checks. But uh, there's a reason why you were able to do this and come on the podcast so early. You want to want to let the people know. Oh, of course, I want to let the people know, and it's all due to nerd focus, my energy think drink. Um, I mean, my God, last night, you know, we we're doing jobs. It's raining out. Um, spoke to our buddy, Chris Reardon, and he's like, hey, man, I need you guys coming tonight, not tomorrow. He said, Chris, you know what? Let me crack open a nerd focus. and I'm going to get my ass right over to your house and set up that tent for your daughter's second birthday today. But if it wasn't for hyperzine A, because it helps maintain proper mental focus, memory function, and slows the breakdown of, I'm not even trying to pronounce that word, acetylene. Um, it plays a vital role in your cognitive function of the mind and enabling delivery of messages. So if it wasn't for that, I'd be delivering no messages. So yeah. all jokes aside, I, I can't even pronounce those words. words are crazy. But if it wasn't for nerve focus, it doesn't get me through my Friday nights, my Saturday mornings, and my Sundays. Or, you know, it just tastes good. It just yeah. tastes good. It's what you need. But um, as we say, please go to our link tree in our bio. Um, by using that link, it helps support us. And for you helping support us, let us help you support you by using the code ND20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. If you order two or more, you get free shipping. It's a, it's a can't-miss deal. It's a win-win deal for everybody. We win, you win, they win. doesn't always happen. Rangers win. Game seven, Sunday. Let's do it. I was going to bring Drink nerd with us. I think we need to get, uh, give Panarin some nerd focus to wake up on, on the offense side. But, uh, Mika, Mika drank a little bit, and him and Cryer yeah. drank, drank enough to yeah. get to game seven. So we'll, we'll send a pat, we'll send a 12 pack to the garden tomorrow. Yeah, it's already on its way. Um, on ice. Also, uh, paper champion, thepaperchampion.com, fantasy wrestling done right. The first week, I believe, of scoring was this week. We didn't, do, so, yeah. We yeah. didn't do backlash. We're still waiting for the update here. Um, shout out to boy Eric James for doing the draft, drafting the squads. We're looking good, boys. I think I like uh, my squad. Yeah, I like mine a lot. Um, love mine too. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> good job. Um, guys, time to walk on a track, but can't pick a couple names on a sheet. It's weird for how priorities work. Yep, it's weird. Um, but going into this week, I mean, a lot of stacked teams. It's, I think this season is going to really rely on uh, the pay per view scorecards. So uh, sure. shout out to anyone that, that joined the league that listens to the show. Um, I'm excited for the new season. It's going to be interesting. AEW and NXT are integrated into the, uh, the choices. Now it's going to be fun boys. So uh, we'll let this week ride out. We'll get back into it next week and talk more of the, the standings and uh, throughout the weeks, you'll hear us uh, kind of chime in on paper champion fantasy wrestling. And always got to give our props to our boy, Eric James. So uh, shout out to him, the paper fantasy wrestling done right and as always pro wrestlingtees.com slash wrestle buzz buy the shirt wear the shirt support the brand uh got some more stuff coming on the way so uh keep an eye out for that but as of right now go buy the shirt rep the brand and uh we appreciate you take a picture take us on social media and uh we'll love you all right um you guys went to uh aw dynamite this week at the ubs arena the new ubs arena in long island new york that's where we're from, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> NJ3, Nikki Newell's, uh, NJ3, I'll start with you. Just 
this isn't your first show, your your first AEW show. Um, but this this one. is yeah, yeah. Wait, not three with Arthur Ashe, no? No. Oh, you didn't. Okay, this is your. Oh, first I AEW want. Show. It's my first. Yeah, I wanted to. I I couldn't unfortunately get over there. But right. no, look, go ahead. Sorry. No, so, so that's that's that makes it even better. Uh, your first AEW experience live in our hometown. Um, the new arena as well. Like, what, what were your overall thoughts, the presentation, everything? I mean, I'll tell you this, and Nick will allude to it, and he'll he'll probably tell tell you I was tired. I, it was a long day, but um, <laughs> you know. So first of all, UBS, um, we left at a good time. So for traffic wise, we didn't do too bad, right? So left around like four thirty, like four four thirty. Picked up Nick at his job because obviously, you know, um, got to pick up the baby. And then we 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 parked in the silver parking lot. As we're kind of walking in, the outside of the UBS arena looks really nice, right? It looks it's right next to Belmont, which is actually really cool. So in terms of that proximity, really cool where that is. Um, they're still doing work, right? They're still doing work. They're still upgrading some stuff, but the arena itself really nice. Um, we're walking up. I noticed like this little outdoor bar, um, I guess restaurant area, and I like I look to Nick. I'm like, "You hungry?" He's like, "What am I not ever?" I'm like, "True." <laughs> so I said, "Why not?" I said, "We got an hour before they open the doors. Let's go sit down and eat. Like, let's let's not be amateurs and go wait online for an hour and get a pretzel. Let's sit down like gentlemen and eat." So the two of us and also um, our buddy Rob and his wife Jojo, we went to go eat there. Nice establishment, good food. They have um, the Pat Frieda's meat, which I'm pretty sure that's at City Field, right? I got to confirm with you guys as Mets fan. Oh, I would yes. even know. No? Okay. Yeah, it is. It so is. burgers, top notch, like juicy, beautiful. Mm. Nice beer selection, Joe. You know how, you know, we like a nice little, nice, no, no, just a you know, crappy Bud Light, like a nice beer. <laughs> so that was really cool. Uh, my buddy Rob, unfortunately, fractured his foot. So he's on crutches. Um, so when we were at the restaurant, one of the managers came up to us and says, hey, listen, you can go from the restaurant into the arena and not have to go outside and wait on the line. So that was legit. Whoa. Ooh, nice. So once we got in there, um, went through there, we, we were the first online, went through the whole scan thing. Nick's beeped, obviously. So he had to, he had to take off his belt. <laughs> Um, loose change in my pockets a little loose change so <laughs> once we got in there it was a it was really really nice like and i want to give nick obviously his before we get into actual show itself but i thought overall no, i love your story you're on a roll oh, you want me to keep going all right yeah you're on a roll stay <laughs> high. all right so we got in there and then they came up to us one of the hospitality people and says hey listen you know you're on crutches can we get you a wheelchair we'll escort you to your seats i'm oh like oh my god dude, this is we're crazy. like okay so literally they bring over a wheelchair my buddy rob sits in it they escort us to the elevator because it's weird, right? So you go in on the ground level, but we're sitting on the floor, which we actually had to take an elevator up mm. to then to then go over there. So it was, it was interesting kind of how the setup was. I'm sure Morello can talk more about it, you know, him being a season ticket holder. But we took the elevator. Um, we were sitting on the floor. So they rolled us literally right through everything. We passed by the locker rooms, by the way. Saw Bear really? Bronson, saw uh, Powerhouse Hobbs throughout wow. the night. So we're, we're going through to the floor. We're sitting on the floor. And this is a word of advice for anyone going to UBS and seeing an AEW show. If you want to sit on the floor, five rows are forward. Otherwise, if you're, we're on row 14, you're going to have the kink in your neck. Unfortunately, there was no elevation with the seats, but they had the, the nice jumbotron, had the video of it. But you're there to see it live. You can see stuff on the top row, but I'd say if, if you're going to sit on the floor, my best advice to you is row five or forward. Um, or be really they, tall. <laughs> or be really tall. And you're you're a tall guy, so even for a tall guy, that that yeah, a lot. Damn, okay. I know, I know. So, um, really clean, good atmosphere. Um, being on the floor, however, we only had very limited options 
with like concessions. So you can get like your, you know, get your beers, get a couple, you know, get a couple beverages, um, food. It was popcorn, hot dogs, pretzels, and some candy. So definitely being on the floor, if you're going to eat, if you want to get yours, make sure you go to like one of the main concessions on like the main floors, just cause you're not going to get <laughs> as, as you want there. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, the arena was really nice. Wi-Fi sucks. And it does drain your battery. It's, so, it's you know, terrible. Awareness for everybody. Um, I was trying to do a little work with the tent business. We got you covered LI. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I was trying to talk to some customers, but unfortunately my, my Wi-Fi burned out and then died. Um, but that's like my little my little spiel on the arena. I'll get into the show in a second, but I just want to kind of give you the walkthrough of the arena. I don't know, Nick, if you have anything to add to it. Yeah, first off, oh, sh- shout out, shout out to, home. Shout out to Rob, uh, big supporter of the podcast. We love you here, Rob. Uh, hope your foot gets better. Or fractured foot or ankle? What was it? Again? Fractured two fractures in his foot. Ooh, rest, all right. Rest up, Rob. We'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah rest up, man. Um, my man flies though with crutches. The guy was flying. incredible, incredible speed. <laughs> when he wasn't being pushed around in a wheelchair, he was moving real quick. That's great, man. I love, love the wheelchair story, but uh, that's pretty cool. You guys saw Powerhouse Hobbs, Bear Bronze, anyone else? And there's that. There's... Um, so yeah, because when, when you we, we would have we would have got Mox, Moxley, I was ready yeah, to go to the Nick, bathroom Nick and used I the waited. bathroom at the right time. <laughs> I would have hit him right in the right in the right in the perfect line of sight walkway. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, like there's, right. a, there's like a Verizon lounge. Like when you come off the elevator, because it's funny, you go up an elevator to go to the first floor to then go over to an elevator and go down. So I'm thinking that the floor is just on an other side of the arena that you just can't cut through on the main level, which is why we had to do this elevator up to first floors and then go elevator down. And then once you pass the Verizon lounge, that's where the locker rooms are. So I'm assuming that's where the Islanders probably are too. And it's right by the bathroom. So yeah, cool. it was pretty cool passing that. But go ahead, V. So noodles, uh, he kind of gave the breakdown of the arena. What, what about getting to the show? What do you think of the, the 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 show itself? I know you have your thoughts on AEW. Uh, we all know, actually. Um, so does the audience. Um, well aware, but uh, just being there live. I mean, like you, you watch it from home, and has that like we always talk about how NXT Brooklyn, the first one was like one of the best crowds we've ever been a part of. Very yeah, yeah, um, incredible. You know, AEW to me from watching it on tv never being at a live show always has that vibe to it right did it have did that like live up to the what we see on tv like being there in person well this was anytime you get to go to a live event it's always it's always cooler right you always get to feel the little crowd rush on a different level that you know doesn't go through your tv speakers um but yeah it was good energy in the crowd um you know wasn't wasn't complete like a complete sellout yet they're not at that at that level yet but they're on their way um but it was it was certainly I had to throw that in there, of course. <laughs> but all in all, it was a solid show. And the fact that, you know, we got to go on a night where they pretty much filmed four. Was it four shows, Jersey? Three four, shows? Or dude, four all four shows are filmed in the same night. In the same as well as so a that, special tribute after the fourth show. Correct. Which which wow. was in a way kind of cool. You definitely get your money's worth. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you know, when they do their shows, it's nice because you know, like um Dynamite's two hour show. So the way they go about their show and, and their business is cool because it's it's pretty quick moving, right? There's no waste of time. There's no dragging of any segments. It's they pump it in and they pump it out, and it's it's got a good flow to it, which is always appreciative. That's great. Jersey man. Jersey might be able to add on to that as well. Yeah, no, I was going to get to NG three. You mentioned when I I texted you briefly just on the experience after like the day after. So, and you said the pacing was like really wild, like the pacing. Yeah. Of the show. yeah I mean, more or less towards dynamite. I don't, we don't have to talk about dark or dark elevation or, or rampage yet, but like just the show, the, the show you were there for was dynamite. Um, right. Talk about like the pacing of the show. Like, I mean, the, the, we saw the matches, the match quality. I mean, 
we'll get we'll wait for Darby and Jeff at the end, but like, I mean, they, well, they start off with uh, Dax versus Cole. How was yeah. the Cole entrance in person? Like, I mean, that was came across that was like cool. legit. It was yeah. the perfect way to start the show. That was for sure. Yeah, it really was the perfect way to start the show. Um, they and I and I turned to Nick funny because I turned to him and of course he gives me a frown because he just is such a scooch. So I'm like, <laughs> I look at him, I'm like, yo, what a way to start the show. He's like, nah. You know, oh my God. I'm like, just stop it. <laughs> so all jokes aside, I got to take shots at him. Um, no, dude, the crowd for Adam Cole was loud. Like the crowd woke up at yeah. that moment because they, they filmed dark elevations beforehand. Right. So it's a couple squash matches. We saw Brody King. I tried to send you guys a picture. My service was crap and my battery died. So I apologize for not giving you guys better content throughout Sorry, the show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, dark elevations was almost like the pre-show time. Everyone's filling in a little bit. You got a couple yeah. moments. You know, Justin Roberts was trying to you know engage with the crowd, which was kind of cool. But once Dynamite started, that's when like everyone woke up and the seats were at as filled up as they were going to be filled up. They they had the floor in the 100s and a little bit of the two, but there was no 300s. Everything was kind of blocked off at the 300s. Sure, okay. Um, you know, again, I'm my first time at the arena, so I don't know the th- how the 300s normally operate for like an Islanders game, but um, the floor was pretty much filled. The cat, the hard camera side wasn't as filled as you would expect it to be, um, but the non cam, but the opposite side of the camera, the hard it was camera loaded. Side was yeah, it was loaded. Full, yeah, completely loaded. Yeah. Um, but Adam called the boom thing. Well, that was great to be a part of. That was really fun to be a part of. Um, match quality was good. The only thing I'll say is like, so yes, the pacing was great. But as the night went on, I felt bad for Rampage a little bit, just because what happens is you start the show for an hour with elevation, and then they had a little bit of a break then to get to Dynamite for two hours. So now you're three, you're in, you're three hours into a wrestling show, and then there's about twenty minutes to flip from Dynamite to Rampage. So now you're three and a half hours into a show getting ready for Rampage. That's where I think some of the steam got let out because there were some great matches on Rampage this week, but I feel like you didn't hear it from the crowd like you heard it from Dynamite because I think it was people just people started leaving in yeah. bunches. Actually, the later it, it was got, weird. It was, it, was, it was it was pretty barren as as it went on, which is pretty wild. <clears throat> but it was you know it was pretty late. Yeah, no, I I mean you know, you think about it every week every unless they're unless Rampage is live, they're getting this this and it could explain the reason why the ratings are bad. Maybe the time slots always. Uh, aren't the greatest but i mean the show it's a tough crowd man and aw's i think show when you watch it from home is based on the crowd too like that's a part they're a part of the show so if they're not fully there if you guys are tired which you're given two hours three hours of like full energy um then it's going to be tough but uh I don't know. Let's keep going with the show here because I want to. I kind of want like the first time we're ever really breaking down a show, but you guys were there, so I want to get the full experience. I mean, John Silver versus CM Punk. John Silver, hometown boy. CM Punk coming out trolling the Islander fans with the John Tavares jersey. Shout out to (laughs) Bad News Tom Canale. But uh, I like I I I I know we have thoughts on how Punk's been handled so far. I I mean, I'm not really. I don't really care as much, but I mean, I like how he's playing his quote-unquote heel role on Long Island, just sticking back to the MJF stuff. But uh, how was his reaction? How was Silver's reaction? Nicky knows well for you on this one. Silver got a nice little pop there. Uh, anytime, you know, the lo- local kid gets gets a little love, you know that. Um, and and Punk, Punk got a pretty thunder salvation when he first came out. And then when a lot of people started realizing he was rocking a Tavares jersey, it turned a little sour real quick, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but Punk, Punk's playing, you know, the solid heel. Uh, that's, I feel like that's always been his best his best route anyway, when he was the best in the world. Now he's just average, but that's fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Of course, I knew it. Uh, at J3, uh, you saw CM Punk. When's the last time you saw CM Punk live wrestle? WrestleMania 29, I think, right? WrestleMania 20, the good Thanks. memory be WrestleMania yeah. 29 against the Undertaker. Against Taker, okay. CM Punk. Yeah. So, 
Um, you know, and it's funny, Nick, Nick, Nick led into it. Um, and they also stopped his music halfway down the aisle because mm-hmm. they didn't want the crowd to sing along. They wanted him to get over as the heel. So it was quiet as he's coming down, really doing it. And one of the guys that sat in front of us actually was at the show back at Arthur Ashe. So they said that it was a kind of a continuation of that, which is why, like, I thought that was pretty clever with, you know, they, you know, when he went, he got like, the guy said that he got booed out of the building at Arthur Ashe mm-hmm. because of, you know, I guess how I, I don't remember that show off the top of my head. I don't know if that had anything with MJF at all, but it just seemed like, I guess, however they booked him, he kind of played the heel role. So I forget who he's going up against. My memory's not serving me at the moment. It must but, have been MJF. Yeah. But, they, but the guy was saying like, hey, listen, this is great. You know, like he's kind of continuing his heel in Long Island kind of thing. It's kind of still working out. And I thought it came across good. And, and the crowd was split 50-50 you know, let's go punk, you know, Johnny Hungy, let's go punk, Johnny Hungy chants. And then you had PG punk chants and stuff like that. You know, Nick wasn't singing along with the, I said, I'm like, Nick, you like cult of person. I was like, no, I'm not going to sing along. I'm like, All right, <laughs> whatever. be a fucking grouch. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. A little addition. Uh, you had hangman on commentary and uh, yeah. punk, punk hit the buckshot Larry to, to win the match. Hangman got pissed off, came out. And so they, they add a little more juice to the feud there. It was kind of, just punk calling out for a title shot and that was really it now we get a little personal it, it makes sense so i'm cool Absolutely. with that um you guys witnessed the de- the in-ring debut of Danhausen, who <laughs> listen like leading up to it my thoughts about Danhausen are very you know low he's a an indie icon of the, of the way he's treated right so huge on the indie scene i was never really a fan he got here still wasn't a fan the music I thought was actually pretty cool. Like his, his intro music. I'd go back and listen to it. I don't, I don't know how very you, evil, very what? what very, nice, very nice, yeah. very nice, very evil is the, yeah. the gimmick. But uh he lost in two seconds. Tony Nice, the hometown guy, uh getting the win with Mark Sterling distracting. But uh I think the bigger moment was uh the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd pops. Yeah, the we crowd were chanting, pops. we want hook. We yeah. we we want him. Send um, him. So I know I'm not going to ask Nikki knows about Dan Hauser right now, but uh, no, 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 you're not going to get any, you're not going to get any reaction. How was it seeing? How was it seeing Hook for the first time in person? So seeing Hook was really exciting. I mean, I'm not going to lie; I've never seen Dan Hauser before, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend like I knew him before. Sure. I, I, I didn't, right? I didn't. But um, I know that he's definitely well liked by the crowd because he got a reaction. Like he got a he got a welcome reaction. The match itself was a squash match, but I think that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. But once once we asked for a hook and the lights went out and then his music hit, like yo, we popped. It was good. It was good. And I even looked at Nick. I'm like, yo, Nick, that's kind of cool. He's like, uh, all right. Jer- Jer- Jersey had all his hands up and his fingers his fingers curled and hooks popping left and right. Hey, you know? <laughs> um, I didn't follow that one, but we'll, we'll let it keep going. But um, <laughs> no, I thought I thought the hook moment was good, and obviously when we got hook house, and then the crowd was was super excited about it. Everyone yeah. was like really onto it. So some people compare it to the uh, the Hogan Macho Man handshake. So I, don't, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> only only in that land, <laughs> mega, mega powers. <laughs> um, the MJF moment I thought was pretty cool. I don't know the how loudest. How, how the that, loudest was, that was the, the most night. fun thing of the night by far. How that, how the dark side of the ring thing come across in live in person? Amazing. Okay, great. I want to make sure. Yeah, you guys absolutely amazing. It was phenomenal. hysterical. I saw it. I looked at it because I know you, I know he's obviously big in the dark side of the ring. Yeah. And then when the commentary over it was like, you know, hey, why am I even saying this? Or I forgot how it was. It was Jericho. It was, it was Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I couldn't tell because obviously being in the crowd, it was loud. Everyone was excited, but it was it came off really well. I thought my opinion. That was the loudest Joey the, the crowd was the entire night, 
was for how we were for MJF and how we kind of, I hate to sound like this, we, we booed Wardlow. That, Wardlow, that's got, was, Wardlow got booed out of the building. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, you, <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You come do this in, in Long Island, you know the reaction uh, MJF's going to get. Is this it was fire on the mic, by, yeah, by the way? Dude. MJF, fire. It was Cody so good. Coaster. I, oh, I was, was laughing the entire line. time. The entire time, we, me and Jersey were just laughing. <laughs> we uh, we have more MJF talk after after the Dynamite stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, we will. Uh, um, main event of the night, Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy in a no D. So they made this. I don't know. Was this planned before? Was it made that night? Was it made a no DQ match out of nowhere? But I don't care like, how it got there. But holy shit. Yes. Um, yeah. what a way to top off the night or the, the show for you guys. I, I, I'd assume that crowd must've been electric for that. Right. Uh, talk about, talk about just go dude. Yeah. Darby was just literally like a, like a, like a ping pong ball right and out of, right just, out of the gate. Oh too. my yeah. God. The match absolutely delivered. The spots were, were like the awe moments and the, Ooh, and the cringes and, and everything, honestly, top notch top-notch match and nick never jumped even higher once 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 <laughs> jeff won he was over the moon all you had to hear nick well, me and jersey had a side oh, we had we had a side bet jersey said there's no way jeff hardy win this derby i said hardy's gonna win and naturally i was right i wouldn't yeah, have but, guessed that either though to be honest <laughs> um but oh my god that match absolutely delivered what a, what a what a main event and when i told nick the whole i'm like yo jeff and derby in a main event he's like oh this is garbage <laughs> Um, I did say that just because he's, he's just such like a bitter, bitter man. He really is. He's this, he's the guy that goes to a restaurant, gets his diet Coke with his cheeseburger and fries when they offer filet mignon. And like, he just, he just won't change. He will never change. And he, let's mention uh, his attire for the evening was an acknowledge me shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he got booed out of the building. No, right in the middle you know of it. He didn't even get acknowledged. Oh, you're not even worth their time. So. No, they're just they're just softer than baby shit. Right. <laughs> but uh, the the spot, I mean, the spot. Of, yeah, the, the, the spot. How yeah. how'd that come over in person? Like, because on, on TV it was I it, very no, I, scary. I felt like I was falling when he flipped over when he jumped off the uh, off the ladder. Like, like you know, you get that feeling like when you feel like you're falling. Yeah. Like I felt like that myself. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> he got uh, he got a lot of chair on that too. A lot of chair. Yeah. I thought Jeff did a great job in catching him. To be honest, I really did. I thought like he really helped. He softened. He softened him a lot for sure. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That shit was crazy. If I didn't look into it, like on Twitter, what people thought, but like he was laying originally laying on the chairs and got up and caught him. So like, I don't know if that was like uh, a last stitch effort to like make sure it was good or like I think so. If that was a, a plan, if the planned spot was for him to lay on the chairs and take that spot, I don't know no. how that would have worked out. Dude. That would have worked out terrible. Um, maybe maybe Jeff saw that he wasn't on like a good angle or something and had yeah. to had to shift it or something. Jeff's a veteran of the game, so yeah. I mean, shout out to Jeff too. Take it. He did the bare swanton on the oh, stairs man. too. Yeah, that was. Shit. Man, and he bounced like it. You saw him bounce. Like obviously, we we're there, yeah. ringside. Pretty much, we we're almost ringside. How old is Jeff like now? Thirty-eight, right? Thirty-nine, maybe. He's be, no, he's forty. Forties. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing this a long time. And uh, after all that, the match ends in a roll-up. But uh, I mean, you know, it's nor here nor there. I know I'm just kidding. Um, but I actually thought it was a good way to end a match. No, yeah, was, for you, sure. You, yeah. you don't want Darby getting pin pin. You still want to protect him as one of your pillars, but. You I think, thought actually it was a really good way to finish the match. Personally. No, it was good. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I'm like you, like you, NJ3. I was shocked that Darby <clears throat> lost. To be honest, me too. Me too. Um, so Jeff advances. I, I don't have the bracket in front of me. Uh, so it's Adam Cole and Jeff next. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's them two next. Okay. Um, so next week we're getting both Joker matches. 
yeah. for uh, for the women's and the men's. We t- we talked our speculation last week on who who we may think will uh, be a part of the tournament. So we'll see what happens. I, a very exciting dynamite for next week. So I, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Listen, we don't like to break down shows here. It's not our thing. We like to talk about hot topics of the week and stuff. But you guys were at the show. I figured it was apropos to talk about it. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm happy we did. It was yeah. my first. It was my first go with like being in an AEW crowd. And it's very different, right? So. I would say it's closer to an NXT crowd than it is a main roster crowd, but the, it was still different to me. I still wouldn't call it an NXT crowd. Like they just, they were a little bit different still. Okay. Um, again, you know, Long Island versus Brooklyn, you know, two different, two different boroughs, right. At the same time. Also, I think Barclay is bigger than UBS, you know, no shot taken. Um, just saying, I just think, I think just, you can fit more people in Barclay if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I could be completely wrong. Uh, it certainly but, feels bigger. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Barclay definitely feels bigger in terms of like of like size. But I thought the show was fun. I did enjoy it. it just, dude, it was a long fucking night, man. Yeah, like man. seven o'clock start to like almost finish at midnight. Like that's a long, that's like WrestleMania feel. Like when Nick and I left the most recent WrestleMania in um, at MetLife, like I was walking out like shot. I'm like, yo, that, that was a, that was a full work day. Long. That was a full work day. <laughs> yeah, good way to compare it. It really felt like a full work day. But again, Exciting! I mean, you got your money for eighty bucks. We got four shows and a special tribute at the end. Come on! Yeah, you got with the tribute meaning, like MJF came out, Punk came out, Hook Suplex Punk. Like it was, it was fun. It was a fun little something. And Tony Khan came out a bunch of times. Nick was, oh my god, he was furious, dude. Tony Khan was trying to get the crowd riled up. He was trying to be thankful. We're coming back in a couple, you know, we're coming back to Arthur Ashe for a big event. Nick's like, get the fuck out of here, get off the stage. This (laughs) guy's trying to get the excitement. I look at him like, stand up for your president, for your president of AEW. Stand up for him. Nick's like, I ain't standing up. Well, I, I mean, he stuck to his guns. I mean, at least he, no, he plays the gimmick. The gimmick is real life for him. Yeah, he, he lives the gimmick, which is fair. So, I mean, you got to give him credit at that point. Uh, I just do want to mention one more thing before we head off into the uh, more of the other stuff. Uh, Scorpio Sky turned on Frankie and you didn't even you didn't even spoil it for us in the, in the group chat. You kind of you. you I didn't watch. I didn't watch. That was actually really cool because Scorpio Scorpio Sky's a stud. Yeah, dude. I was, and I don't think we when we were talking about like what held what was going to happen in the future for uh, um, what I keep forgetting their name, uh, Men of the Year, uh, and and Frankie. We didn't really. I don't think any of us said that Scorpio was going to turn on Frankie. So I I was kind of happy with the the little swerve there. So uh, he's going that route, and he's staying heel. Sammy and Ty were in the crowd. And I don't know what that was about because I missed the show, but they uh, we we didn't it didn't really make any sense either outside of just the uh, history there of recent. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, heel heel versus heel is weird. Yeah, I don't like so. that, especially Sammy. Yeah, no, no thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, you guys had a good time. That's good. I plan on going to another event, I assume. In the future. Oh, I'll be I'll be there. I don't know if I'm taking Nick with me this time, but I'll definitely be there. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, well, we'll make sure Jersey gets his, his rest prior too, because I, I can't have him getting sleepy and restless there at the end. Sorry, bud. I I, I just I just go on I know it was a school hours, seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh while we're on the AEW stuff, uh, glad you guys had a good time. But uh a lot of things leading like leading up to this topic throughout the past like six seven months is like been hearing about how mjf always teasing how he's going to go like he doesn't know what he's going to do in 2024 his contract's up in 2024 and <laughs> he's mentioned wwe he's mentioned leaving AEW, but uh it's now there's reports coming out i mean like it, unless the whole world's getting worked they usually these like people like you kind of keep leaving the dirt sheets that 
it's legitimate sometimes. Um, MJF's not currently happy with the negotiations of an extension of sorts or, or what's going to happen in 2024 with AEW, and he has every intention on leaving, apparently, uh, and assuming that means for WWE. Um, if you go to the WrestleBuzz uh, uh, social media, Instagram, and TikTok, I shared a video. He uh, MJF was on the wrestling podcast about from Barstool, and he kind of like hinted at like like kind of made like a joke about leaving AEW. Um, and like he's sick of being in this company. I was like, whoa, again, it's MJF, he's always in character, you never know. But uh, Tom, I mean, this happens. You're bad news, Tom Canal. This could be bad, serious bad news for Tony Khan and AW if this is the case. And uh, who knows? I mean, dude, it's two years away. Why yeah. are we told Noodle yeah. said in the group chat, why are we talking about this now? It's two years away. I'm like, true, but it's still a story, and I think it's valid if he's talking about it now, two years down the road. If this is potential, I mean, this is huge. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you said it's still two years away and, and whatnot, but I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is like they're long, playing a long game, like a long storyline, whatever, you know, saying, oh, you know, I'm not not happy with everything. And I mean, went back a few months ago, him and Tony really got into it because he went on a podcast. It's got the name of the guy that he went on and Tony didn't like that. So supposedly they really got into it, but they supposedly hashed it out, but. I mean, according to this, he's still not happy with everything. So, I mean, hey, if he leaves, he leaves. But, I mean, it'd definitely be a blow to them. But, I mean, you got to think Vince is going to throw everything at him, especially if he keeps getting as big as he's getting, you know, every week, you know, being the best team in the business and whatnot. It's just, like, it's crazy. But, I mean, if he does come to WWE, I mean, hopefully they don't, like, tone him down because it will not work here if they do that. He's got to stay the asshole character that he is and, and everything. So hopefully that happens. But like I said, it's in two years. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? You know, I don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately. So, you know, maybe something happens by then. But, I mean, it definitely would be a huge loss for AEW if he decides to leave. For sure. I think uh, it'd be the biggest loss. I mm-hmm. mean, Cody was huge. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, <laughs> you could say Kenny and the Young Bucks because they're in the same <clears throat> role. But uh, MJF's. He's young. I mean, that's the thing. It's one yeah, that, with his age and his, yeah. how how over he is with the gimmick, hmm. you don't let guys go like that. Definitely he's, a pretty, he's, a, he's a pretty brilliant man, and he he's yeah. he's got two years to drive his price to the out, exactly. out of this world. So yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing, saying all the things that he needs to say. Uh, he's creating a very hot, lucrative market for himself, and I look forward to that. And J three, how many times have I said it? Cody's kind of the presence of like what what can happen for other AEW guys. Maybe he's MJF seen. It's like, and he even said on that wrestling podcast, I want to fight. I want to wrestle Seth Rollins. I want to wrestle the Miz. I want to wrestle whoever. And those, these are guys that Cody's going through him and Cody are friends, man. They, they're definitely cordial. At least Um, this, I don't think like everyone's like, you guys are getting worked. Whoever believes it's getting worked. I don't think it's a work, dude. I think MJF is legitimately saying this, to like Noodle said, to drive up his price, and I think it's a legitimate thing. Whether Tony dishes him the money or not, I don't know. But this, I mean, if you're Tony Khan, you can't let this happen, right, Andrew? Three? I mean, you have to roll the brink truck for him, to be quite honest, because he's he's the best heel that they have in the, in their company, and he can be arguably the best heel in both WWE and AEW at this time. I mean, who's it? Who's the top heel in in WWE right now? Like, I, I considered Rollins to be a tweener. Um, you know, I consider Roman just to be in, in a class of his own, but if you're looking at heels that, that are on the mic that are like Weasley heels, like who's better than him right now. Um, and like you said, dude, he has a gift for gab. Some people can just like talk crap on the mic, the way he like 
articulates his words and formulates his sentences and how he like really takes digs at you. He portrays it perfectly, man. He really is. A I am, I am blown <laughs> away by, by what he's doing at this age, how he's, he's not even at the cusp of what he's going to be. So I'm with B Khan's got to back up the Brinks truck. Otherwise yep. Vince might, Vince might write a blank check yeah. for someone like him. Definitely, I, yeah. I would. You look at the uh, age, the youth, the age of him is holy crap. He's got to be 24. He'd, he'd give WWE, he, and if he went to WWE, he'd give them an attitude adjustment like they haven't gotten a long time. And listen, he doesn't have to. I know we're worried about the him being toned down, which I am worried about that. Obviously, you have to be. It's a big part of his game, but he there's a way to work around that, I think, and and really walk that line. In, he can figure that out. Trust in, me. In the, well, they can figure out with him too. It's not. Uh, listen, it's not like not everyone over there is an idiot. Um, <laughs> you, t you see a, a character like him. When's the last time we had someone live the gimmick like this? I bet you they're like salivating at someone like that because everyone else is like, Rhea, all right, so we're gonna get into Rhea Ribby. Like she joined the Judgment Day, and she came out and said, "I'm never signing autographs in, in the airport ever again for anybody." It's like I guarantee that that flight home, she saw fans in the, in the airport and signed autographs. MJF would not gives, gives little kids middle fingers and shit. I can't do that for a WWE, but there's a way you can work around that. Um, listen, man, it's a. It's an interesting thing. It's two years away, so we got some time, but it, it's up. It's it's being talked about now. Listen, by next week, by next year, they can find an extension. They can extend them. It could happen, which is fine. Um, I just think that it's uh, something that the fact that MJF's bringing it up now is should be an issue. Is should be an issue for Tony. So hopefully they figure that out uh, for them. I mean, we're listen. We're the fans here. We get it good either way. So. Uh, I mean, what what a wild ride it's going to be for the next two years. It's going to be interesting. Um, we are one week removed from WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I for a low level pay per view or premium live event. Scratch that. Um, I thought it was very very good. Enjoyed it. I think top to bottom. Uh, maybe like the even like the Lashley almost match was kind of like fun to watch too. Um, it wasn't like anything over the top, but it was just better than what we've seen. Um. I, I mentioned Rhea Ripley joining the Judgment Day. That was the big surprise, I think, for the for the night. The six man was fantastic. Uh, Cody, Seth, showing showing them what they could do, man. I think uh, the feud of the year could be brought out in this. Uh, I'm assuming what happened on Raw with uh, Seth getting involved with Cody that they're going to push his tail in the cell, like I said. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Noodles, just I mean. Uh, the backlash pay-per-view which i mean you're going into it it's a lot of rematches you don't expect sure. much but uh it was definitely entertaining without a doubt i mean i think they made the most of it right because usually when they don't have those like in between pay-per-views a lot of it's repetitive and a lot of it's you know pretty pretty basic wrestling but there was a lot of surprises on this show right i mean there was matches that i thought they would you know kind of get guys get wins and kind of split it and head over a third one but there was some domination by Cody there, uh, getting those two monster wins over Rollins, uh, the the bloodline doing what they do, um, and you know Rhea joining Edge and them. I mean, Edge's stable right now is looking really, really fun heading into the summer. Yeah, for sure. I think there's uh, room to add there too. Who will be? I have no idea, but um, I, th I think it's going to be a, be a fun time. Um, just skip because we we're, we pushed a lot of time with that with that intro there, but. Uh, Tommy, the next night on Raw, we got a returning Alexa Bliss. Yeah. 
which is it wasn't really like i i like a non-hyped up return yeah that was cool happen adam pierce uh officially made sony Deville an active competitor gave her a challenger and it was alexa so the way i look at it is she still has lily i think that's merch sales and but she has the bliss theme the yeah. The goddess theme music back so and she kind of looks more goddessy yeah uh, with like her the way she was done up but uh we got bliss back it seems they're going in that route maybe just keep lily around for maybe down the road she like turns back into whatever she was i don't know what do you think about that yeah i mean definitely you know they're like oh she's back to her old gimmick but then she is holding lily so maybe like maybe like she goes like maybe she has like episodes where she goes like she reverts back to a type of thing you know maybe when like she gets like angry or something like that kind of thing. But I mean, for now, I hope they keep her as the goddess that she was, you know, before she became whatever, but it was great to see. I mean, thank goodness. I mean, she came back for elimination chamber for about five seconds and then that was it. We hadn't seen this. So, I mean, good to have her back. Definitely going to give a shot in the arm. It's the women's division on raw. So it's going to be cool to see and everything, but man, that was, I mean, I kind of like that. She squashed her, you know, wherever it was, that was, that was pretty cool. So, you know, good to have her back. Thank God. For sure. And speaking of, uh, <laughs> The, the Royal Women's Division, NJ3. Uh, I was kind of confused. Lacey Evans yeah. showed up on Raw, and apparently she's a heel now. What's this about, bro? I mean, I, I have to say, I, I do agree that Lacey's best work is as a heel. Sure. Unfortunately, I, agree. unfortunately I know that they tried doing a, symp- a sympathy route, but it's hard. Like when, when, the, when the character goes away as like a – so they were faced – Yes, she's beautiful, obviously, putting that aside. Her in-ring work is good. It gets better as she's been going. But then she, you know, turns heel, decides to have a family. I mean, another add to her family, excuse me. Wonderful. God bless. Do your thing. You come back, and then you try to portray this, like, very sympathizing face person. But it's like you went away as a heel. You come back as a face because, what, you're just telling us your story? Like, that just seems inconsistent to me personally. So the fact that now they're reverting her to be a heel, I prefer that. But they should have just... They should have given her her vignettes to almost push, keep pushing the heel narrative. In in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like inconsistencies. I I'm not stupid. Don't treat me stupid. Typical stuff that WWE does. Stuff that Nick gets behind, obviously, week in and week out. Um, it's fine. He couldn't book himself out of a paper bag. Um, which is that's, which that's, again? That's, no a, that's a little uh, that's a little outrageous, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> always has to be. All right, all, all jokes aside, I just again she she started on SmackDown as a as a as a face didn't get over on it. She they came out on SmackDown if you guys remember, like I think it was last week to then just go away. Like she actually her entrance music came out. She came out, saw a couple fans, high five, and then before you know, we transitioned to the next segment. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And now we're now we're doing this on Raw. And now she's a heel. What? My thing is, like, they played a promo on Raw, like the sympathy promo. I think it was about her dad, like, yeah, assaulting yeah. her. And now he's yeah. dead. And now she comes out, and everyone, please rise for. But, Lacey, like, yeah. What, I'm just confused. And, like, no, oh, it's being poorly handled again. Now, uh, whether it was the plan the whole time to do this, which is weird, or they flip flopped at the last second, moving her to a heel <sighs> is a, two things we'll never know. Um, I do like her presentation better, like her attire more than like the the nest. I mean, like visually, it's the nasty one was nice, but like or whatever she wore before us. But I like this, like the camo getup. I like that. So yeah, yeah. Me hopefully, it's something we can get over quick. Um, hopefully they, like you said, don't make us feel stupid next week and kind of explain maybe what was going on. I have no idea, but uh, 
another addition to the Roman's division. Uh, we got Oscar back. We got Alexa back. We got Lacey back. There's one more. Mm-hmm. When is she coming? I don't know. Bailey is due back soon. And uh, I can't wait. Assuming she's going to SmackDown, right? We just I, would think so, yeah. I mean, I would sign me up for a Bailey Ronda thing. I, I mean, something we haven't seen. I'd be on board with that. I think. I That'd know. be a lot of fun to heal yeah. Bailey, like giving Ronda a hard time. That'd be a great time. Yeah. Sign me up for that, too, for sure. Um, Charlotte's out for a little bit. We know that. So uh, we'll let that that. I think I think they both need a little break to be honest. Yeah, for sure. So uh I mean listen, once Bailey comes back, the the women's division will be in full force and uh I think it'll be a fun time. Um I think we see Bailey at money in the bank. That's that'd be yeah. Maybe hey. she wins a briefcase. I think I think that's gonna be the case. Did she have it already? That would be be, that would be it doesn't it matter. It would be yeah, best of business. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. It's gonna be a fun time. Um Speaking of the women, I just want to bring this up quick. I don't know if you guys noticed NXT this Wednesday. Literally every match had all women involved. Right. Every single match, whether there was a mixed tag or not. Um, I don't know if this is like a reaction to like at the internet, like saying like how AEW can't book the women's vision and then just kind of like always throwing like deep shots. Probably me thinking too much into it, which is fine. But uh, you got to give respect to where it's due, man. I mean, showcasing the women like that i think they all did a great job core jade versus natalia was really good awesome yeah um natalia do, doing the right thing i think she's at that point in her career where she should be doing more stuff like this i think she is just like helping people out but uh yeah, she's she's, gro- she's grooming stars man that's yeah. what that's what veterans do yeah. natalia i feel like doesn't get a lot of respect uh as much as she should at least uh from like the fans it's kind of like whatever but um maybe me being one of them sometimes but i think it was uh a proper thing to do for Cora Jade. And uh, I thought NXT was good for, for that being that type of show. Uh, I don't know, man. I had a good time watching it. Uh, NJ3, you're shaking. You're nodding your head, which is kind of yeah, rare. Solid uh, show. I, I love the breakout yeah. tournament. I love them trying to build new stars. They're all young. I mean, you got to see 22, 23, 25, yeah. 20. Yeah. I mean, look look what happened with the men's breakout tournament. You had some people really, even two breakout tournaments ago for the men, you had some people, you know, become something, even this most recent one for the men. And, for the women, I, I'm, I'm loving what they're putting out. I think we're actually going to get some legitimate good wrestlers for the future. I really do. Yeah. Roxanne's legit. Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Legit. They they could meet in the finals in that. I looked at the bracket. So Nikita versus Roxanne could be a fun finals. And I love um, the core. The core that you just hit on it. The core natty match was fantastic, man. Yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about here. You know, the, the the tag team match with the girls was good. You got Roxanne in there, which was cool. And yeah. You know, Wendy and just kind of keep pushing that storyline forward. It's it's good. It's really it was a it was a very enjoyable episode of NXT this week. I thought I thought they did I thought they got a lot done. Yeah, good for them, man. Good keep nice to hear you say that, Jerris. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Really yeah. It's a uh, breath of fresh air. <laughs> the truth, man. Give me something good. I'll tell you you did good. Unlike you noodles, who if AW puts uh, a five star show, you'll give it one star. That's not true. Um, <laughs> Hashtag I call it right down the middle. Filter. Always called it right down the middle. Just no, like Jersey. No, no, no. I called down the middle. You are bi- you are biased. You're like Nick Patrick in the NWO, dude. Let's be honest. <laughs> True. Uh, news. We'll stay with the women here. Uh, a very woman-heavy show, which is great. Uh, Raquel Raquel Rodriguez on SmackDown last night. Uh, open challenge for Ronda Rousey's SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn cool, man. That's uh. That's pretty much making a statement as, as like your, your first big thing you're doing as soon as you get called up. Yeah, she lost in, in roll up fashion, which I think is great for her. Um, they have to have a lot of like, or was it a look? Was it faith in, in Raquel? Um, to her get that early look, you think? 
I would say so. I mean, if, I mean, if you're paying attention to what she's been doing on NXT, Raquel was uh, pretty quick to uh, come into her own. Uh, she's she's a beast. There's no question about it. So uh, the sky's the limit for her, and it looks looks like uh, you know she's going to get the red carpet right out the gate. Yeah, it's it's a good look. I think it's smart move. Um, kind of. I think it was kind of like they need, they need more, you know, one of those, you know, a, a bigger size woman for dominance. You know what I mean? Like you always got to have that that monster, and and Raquel can deliver that every way. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. Just the the the, uh, the unannouncement of a, of a title match, especially Ronda Rousey wrestling on SmackDown, which is not a common thing either. So I thought it was pretty cool. Good for shout out to Ronda for defending the title on TV. I mean, pretty cool. When, you, when you're the champ, you got to show up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, tell her that. Um, <laughs> Tom, we also you watched SmackDown last night. I don't think any of us did, to be honest. But uh, so we appreciate you being a part of that, <laughs> that part of the show. But uh, I got a notification this morning that Shomar Sap said the unification tag team matches next week, and it's apparently going to combine the titles. Yeah. Um, we don't know what what's happening with Roman's belts yet. What could that be the same? I don't know. But uh, we're getting it on SmackDown. They, we know they removed it from backlash uh, last week, made it a six man, which I wasn't happy with at first, but after that six man, very happy. Yeah. Um, but now we're getting the unification title match. One or you know what I mean? Not one yeah. belt, but one I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. combination. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? That's no, cool. I mean, when they, when they, when SmackDown started, you know, RK bro came out, they were talking like, oh, you know, after that match, you know, backlash, you know, Usos can't make a decision on their own without the big dog, you know, blah, 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 basically talking shit and everything. So, like, give us your answer. We want to fight you for unify these. But it was Orton's like, we want to unify these belts. Not, to, you know, you don't have the idea. We want to do it. And as the night went on, I was like, oh, what well, Usos going to say, blah, blah, blah. Then obviously at the end, they came out and they said, we accept. And it was pretty cool. Riddle hit uh, Roman with a knee, a running knee to the I saw that. That was cool. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, Usos are definitely going to win now. But it's just, that was, that was cool to see. So that should be a fun match. But I, and it was cool. I guess not cool, but uh, McAfee's like, you know, this match is a WrestleMania-type match. It's going to be on SmackDown next week type of thing. So it's like, make sure, you know, you watch SmackDown. So it's going to be cool. And, I, I mean, after that six-man tag, we know this match is probably going to be just as good. So I can't wait sure. to see what happens with it. But, uh, I mean, you know, we, we're saying, I wonder why they, they nixed it. But I guess, you know, I mean, to throw it on a random SmackDown, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, hey, the hell, you know, it should be cool to see. And it's – I'm curious to see if they if they um, if we get new belts, you know, with the design. You know, no more red and blue. Maybe they'll just go back to wherever it was back in the day or whatever. So it should be cool. Yeah, it should be fun. I think um, this is my assumption. I think because we didn't really talk about it actually at all. Uh, but the whole Roman thing with this, him, he had that uh, he was at the live event and announced that he won't be around much, like doing this. And there's a lot of changes in, in his career, uh, won't be around much. And it was Trenton, New Jersey. So it was kind of like a random town. Yeah. But we've come to find that he's, I think he got a new deal where it's no more to little house shows. He'll be on TV and he's going to work pay per views. Right. So that's which is fair to him. It, yeah, absolutely. His yeah. condition and he's yeah. the man. So he, does he need to do that? I don't think so. Um, but uh, I think the whole thing with him that making it the six man, I don't think he's the scheduled for Hell in the Cell. That's, that's why. it. It looks so, like they took off there, the poster I yeah. saw. So they're, I think that get him on this show so it's not two two pay-per-views in a row without him i think he from what i read he, his next his next defense would be at money in the bank so um whether that's true or not, i have no idea but that's what i read uh so we'll see what happens there 
Um, real quick, I just want to talk. I'm not going to ask you guys anything. I listened to after the bell podcast. Uh, the Usos were on this week. Uh, they brought up Naomi joining the bloodline, and they also talked about Solo Sokoa uh, just being their brother. But and they, the Uso said he's like, you guys don't even realize how many generations we have cooking. Like, there's like 50 more years of. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna run the business forever, yeah, dude. It's, it's pretty cool. It was, it was definitely a cool interview. Um, I would t- check it out. I, I, I mean, I've talked about it before. After the Bell is kind of like very pro WWE show. Um, but they also have great guests that talk pretty well, like give good stories. So, uh, the Usos one was definitely fun, but look out for Naomi joining soon. I think that would be, I mean, they need a female uh, representation on there and she'd be perfect. So, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, boys. Um, what a show. Nice. Uh, it was a little hefty one there, but we had that, the good talk about AEW in the beginning. I just had a lot of fun with, um, 106. Damn. Every week, just the number grows, shocks me even more. But um, MVPs, we got to do those before we end off here. Uh, Nicky Noodles, you have a nice little scenic background of a brick wall. What do you think? Uh, my MVP of the week is Jeff Hardy pulling off a big upset, and mm. uh, you know, in, in, in classic fashion, <laughs> Jeff Hardy throwing it back. <laughs> All right, all right, uh, NJ three, and, and and anyone who proves Jersey wrong makes me feel makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> I mean, listen, I respect it. I, I called Darby to win because I thought it made sense. But you know what? I'm happy for the swerve and good. I'm happy that I was wrong. Happy that I was wrong. <laughs> but uh, my MVP of the week is um, is is MJF. I oh. think, man, in his hometown, he knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to talk on a mic, man. He had us literally. Uh, everyone Glad stood up in the arena. Is. The whole time through that segment, I thought it was a well done segment. Um, shout out to Warlow for kind of taking that man. That's hard to be able to like literally get booed out of the building yeah. and still be able to kind of play his role like he did and just absolutely destroy the guys afterwards, sign the contract, get that moment over, get that spot over. Um, I know there was it had to do both of them to kind of get it done, but I really, you know, Warlow did a great job, man. That's not easy to be under that pressure, but MJF, man, you delivered. You are my MVP this week. Great pick. Uh, bad news. I want to go rejoin Judgment Day. I we wanted it for a while, and we finally they finally pulled the trigger on it. So yeah, I'm going to go here, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is a tough one for me this week. I mean, MJF was an obvious choice. Uh, so in the back of my head, he's my pick. But uh, to keep it different here, I'm going to go Cora Jade. I think she had a great match with Natty. Um, I'm a big supporter of her. I think she's a part of the future of the women's division in uh, WWE. Yet alone, yet alone, poor wrestling. So. Um, so yeah, shout out to Cora Jade. Don't get really talk about her too much on on the show, but uh, definitely the part of the future of the women's division, and I think she was my MVP of the week. So that's that. Um, <clears throat> listen, I said at the beginning, if you want to follow us on social media at Russell Buzz with three Z's on Twitter, at Russell Buzz on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Keep an eye out for the YouTube stuff. Uh, plan on doing some more things, uh, live streams and stuff for the pay per views going forward. Um, boys, it's been been a hell of a day, hell of an episode. As always, take care, stay safe, watch pro wrestling.